0: Welcome to Parenting Future-Focused Kids, a Madison School District podcast for families that provides resources for supporting your child's academic success, as well as social, emotional, and physical wellness. Each podcast will focus on a different topic and will provide tips on how to inspire your child's creativity, collaboration skills, and critical thinking, all while preparing them for the future. Today's topic will focus on the importance of early childhood education and preparing your young learner for the new school year. I am your host, Nicole Rodriguez, and I would like to welcome Dr. Eric Boucher, Community Education Program Manager, to the show. Dr. Eric Boucher has a Doctorate of Education in Leadership and Innovation from Arizona State University. His research focused on early childhood professional development and early childhood science, technology, engineering, arts, and math, known as STEAM. Thank you so much for being here today, Dr. Boucher. Um, Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you became so passionate about early childhood education? Well,
1: Nicole, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to share the importance of early childhood education and some tips and strategies for families as they're uh, supporting their young learner to be successful, not only at home, but also in school. All right, well, let me tell you a little bit about myself. I am a, a first-generation college graduate. Um, I've uh, dedicated nearly 14 years of my career to working with young children and families and supporting early childhood educators across the state. Um, my parents were both um, in the military. They served in the Air Force, my dad for more than 20 years, my mom for around four years. And I think as part of that experience, uh, what they taught me was that uh, all of us are uh, part of a community and that we contribute to the greater good. So what really drew me to early childhood education is that Um, When we give back to our communities, when we invest in our children and families, it makes all of our communities strong and vibrant. And that's where my passion lies is really helping make sure that all of us have access uh, to the resources we need to be successful as communities because we're all in this work together. Uh, Over my career, I've spent some time uh, supporting uh, everyone from direct service. I worked with infants and toddlers and preschoolers in a child care program. And then uh, over the course of my career, I've had the opportunity to uh, work at a science museum, developing early care and education programming for children, families and educators, working at the state level, overseeing our federal uh, grants uh, to support uh, increased access to quality early care and education across the state. And most recently, now in my role as the community education program manager, uh, part of my role is helping support professional development for our preschool teachers.
0: Oh, that's truly incredible. Again, thank you so much for being here. I know um, our community, especially now, um, getting back into the swing of things and in-person learning and and all of that that comes with it, uh, the support from community education is is important now more than ever. Um, So what are the benefits of early childhood education? Why should parents um, or families consider uh, preschool or any, you know, um, prior to kindergarten?
1: Early childhood education is a public good. We know that when we invest in our young learners, we help build their skills to be successful learners uh, as as infants, toddlers, and preschoolers, but it also sets the foundation for their lifelong learning, for the skills they're going to need to be successful, not only in school, but for the rest of their lives. Early childhood education is infrastructure. So what we know, just like bridges or roads, uh, electrical systems and power grids, Uh, early childhood education is is integral to the community. It helps parents um, get to the places they need to go to work, to school, and contribute to the economy. In quality early care and education programs, uh, parents can expect to see their child engaging uh, with qualified teachers uh, that support their social emotional development, physical and cognitive development. So in those early years, we know that it's the most impactful time uh, for children to develop uh, their, um, their lifelong learning skills. So early childhood is so important uh, because not only does it support parents and families, and, and helps uh, our communities thrive, but it also provides a space where children can uh, develop skills like scientific thinking, mathematical thinking, develop how, uh, understanding of how to be a good friend and how to contribute to their classroom community, and then uh, cre- it creates a foundation for um, their, their success as, as uh, children who move into kindergarten and beyond, their lifelong learning skills. It's such a critical time in their development.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And as you mentioned, um, children begin learning very early on. And, and as a matter of fact, they begin learning at birth, and they continue learning every single day. What would you? What advice would you give parents um, who maybe have infants and toddlers, or who are right before that preschool stage?
1: Sure. I think the most important thing parents should know is that they're their. F- first and most important teacher of their young child, that the relationship and the connections that they have with their child helps foster their life, their love of lifelong learning. Um, What's most exciting, I think, about uh, infants and toddlers is that they haven't quite yet developed the verbal skills uh, of being able to talk like maybe a three or four or five year old might be able to, but they still are doing such complex thinking. They're building uh, connections uh, in their brains and parents can help support that process. So the advice I would give to Parents of infants and toddlers uh, is to first and foremost spend as much time as you can talking, holding your baby, reading alongside with them, uh, offering them opportunities to uh, notice things when you're out uh, in the grocery store, or when you're on a walk, uh, to talk about the things that they notice, um, to spend some time uh, maybe going to the library and checking out some interesting children's books and reading those together. Um, even just sitting together and, and holding one another while you uh, flip through the mail and read you know a, a piece of junk mail, or um, when you are at the grocery store talking about the types of uh, food or the items that you see, um, for example, uh, uh, when parents visit the grocery store and they've got their uh, infant with them in, in uh, their carrier, they might uh, point to the oranges uh, and the apples in the fruit stand and say, wow, look at the shininess on the apple and look how um, the orange looks smooth, but when you touch it, there's some bumpy pieces or, Hey, let's smell this orange together to see if it's fresh. So just those opportunities to talk with children is probably the most important uh, things um, that parents can do uh, to support their, their child's uh, development.
0: And along those same lines, um, you know, th- I feel like those are things that can be applied to not only infants and toddlers, but they can be adapted to maybe older, a little bit older children as well. Um, it may be if they're preparing for preschool or kindergarten. So it's the summertime right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're approaching a new school year. Uh, what are some things that parents can do to help their child over the summer? Um, you know, just uh, get ready for learning.
1: Sure. Oftentimes we see um, lots of opportunities in the community for for parents and children to engage. Uh, Visiting a local park and spending some time uh, playing on a playground, uh, taking a walk around the local neighborhood, uh, visiting a museum. Uh, Oftentimes museums will offer uh, free days for children and families uh, to visit. So uh, taking care of your child and and teaching them and developing their early learning skills doesn't have to cost anything. Parents can really find uh, joy in just spending that time connecting and talking with their child both at home but also in the community uh, during the summer uh, as we sort of uh, here in Arizona try to stay away from the heat outside um, if parents are spending more time indoors with their children uh, they may spend some time cooking together uh, inviting kids to uh, play with pots and pans while they're uh, making lunch or dinner um, as children become older and they're able to begin to grasp uh, tools and uh, maybe stand on a step stool to reach the counter they can help mix batter or they can help uh, put ingredients together for a salad so just Encouraging kids to get engaged in the everyday activities that parents would do anyway in their, in their household or in their home, I think is particularly important, uh, not only during the summer, but of course, throughout the, the year as well.
0: So you talked a little bit about how uh, kids can get involved in the kitchen or just everyday activities. Is there an importance of maybe creating routines over the summer to, you know, get them ready for the school year and what to expect, whether it's preschool or kindergarten?
1: There is, yeah. Um, children thrive in safe, secure, trusting relationships. Uh, I, what we have um, what we hear from researchers uh, at the Harvard Center on the Developing Child is that we should think about it as sort of a serve in return, like you're playing tennis. Uh, it's a reciprocal relationship that a parent uh, engages uh, in with their child. So um, a, a parent might take the turn of uh, saying a specific phrase and they serve uh, that interaction over to their child. And then maybe the child interacts uh, and responds with a coup or maybe says a one or two word st- Statement or smiles or laughs, the child then returns uh, the, the ball back to the parent's court. And so it's like this back and forth reciprocal of, of engagement and interaction between children and their parent. Um, the importance of that is that it creates a safe, secure, trusting environment where children know that they're well taken care of, um, that they're in a safe environment. And that's when learning can occur when children have that safety and that security. Uh, which is why routines are so important for young children, creating as much consistency as possible. So children know what to expect um, and uh, have a sort of an understanding of, of what's to come. So for example, um, uh, parents might uh, take some time to say, um, Hey, in about 20 minutes, we're going to be preparing for lunch. So, uh, you know, finish, uh, you'll be playing with your materials. We'll finish up playing. And then I'm going to, you're going to help me make lunch together. Right. Or um, having a consistent nap time each day. We know for infants, of course, that takes a little bit of time to, get used to but especially for toddlers and three-year-olds having as consistent of a nap time uh, as possible so they get that rest and can rejuvenate and have their energy uh, for the afternoon Um, also thinking about uh, if a parent's um, Uh, bringing their child to a childcare program or to an early care and education uh, program consistently dropping off at the same time and picking up around the same time as best as we can as families is particularly important. And that provides, again, a safe, secure uh, environment, a trusting environment so the child can really focus on spending the time engaging and learning um, beyond that, that the routine is so important.
0: I think that routines are not only important to, you know, have, have children understand what to expect when going into, you know, a a preschool or a kindergarten classroom, but it might help deal with some of that sadness or anxiety that they might feel uh, starting at a new school or even in a classroom in general. Do you have any other tips um, for dealing with sadness or anxiety as a, a young student's transition into their early learning environments?
1: Sure. So, anxiety uh, and sadness that at, in a transition into a new uh, environment uh, is normal. Um, it's it really shows that there is a, a strong connection between the child and their parent, and that they that's the person that they trust. So they need that time to be able to get to know the teacher or the early care and education provider and build that relationship uh, over time, uh, so that they can also feel that same sense of security and trust that they feel uh, with with their parent. Um, it takes time. I would encourage parents to really be thoughtful of uh, keeping. That- that consistent routine um, when a child's being uh, dropped off with uh, with a preschool program, uh, taking the time to talk with the teacher uh, to get to know them, to um, share any insight on um, you know what what the child's interested in or maybe what the child's experience was the night before. So, um, did they get enough sleep? Did they not get enough sleep? Um, did they seem to uh, be really hungry in the morning? And so maybe then we make sure we give them breakfast. So, being having that reciprocal communication with early childhood educators is is very important. Uh, especially especially in that transition. The other piece that um, early childhood educators uh, would work on in most uh, quality settings is making sure that the the child is uh, well taken care of, that they have a, um, Uh, an opportunity to develop that strong relationship with the teacher. So you might see a teacher during drop-off spending the time talking with a child and introducing themselves, offering them a couple of ways to get engaged. Like, Oh wait, you know, we'll say goodbye to mom. We'll see mom when, when she picks you up this afternoon, let's go play together in the block center. It looks like you're really interested in Legos. So that's one example of what on our end early childhood educators would be doing to make, to make sure that children felt a, a, a safe, secure transition. Uh, But again, it takes time. Uh, It takes a trust. So um, I I think um, oftentimes it's even harder for parents than it is for the children, because uh, as the children and transition to the program, there's lots of new people to meet. There's lots of materials to play with. Um, So for parents, just taking that time to know that it's normal uh, for that uh, that anxiety to happen with children, but doing our best to um, set up children for success by by giving them uh, prompts like, you know, we're going to be dropping off today uh, at preschool and I'm going to see you when when I pick you up at three o'clock or four o'clock or five o'clock, giving that uh, specific uh, feedback and letting them know that you're dropping them off just for a little bit of time, but that you will be back and that you'll be picking them up um, and you'll see them later. And that helps that transition for the, the child as well.
0: Absolutely. And I think that is so important, especially this year. You know, anxiety and sadness is, is natural. It's something that children are going to feel. But this year has been especially challenging for parents as well as students. Um, what is your best advice for preschool and kindergarten parents as we transition into this new school year?
1: It has been such a challenging year for parents and families. Um, during the pandemic, they've uh, shown resiliency. They've uh, developed flexibility and adaptability to uh, meet the ever-changing needs of, of being in school, of, of the needs of their young child and their family. And I think one of the most important things to know about transitioning back into school is that since the pandemic, early childhood educators and teachers have been on the front line, continuing to try to find the best ways to connect with children and families. Um, And I think we've learned a lot from our experience of how we can still stay connected and build those relationships even in the most challenging of times. So I encourage parents to really recognize um, that teachers and childcare providers are there to support their child and help the family be successful and thrive. Um, So taking the time to build that relationship with the new teacher and the new environment that you're transitioning into helping uh, children understand what the expectations are that uh, let's say they're moving into kindergarten uh, in the new school year, uh, providing uh, some consistent um, routine pieces around. Here's what you'll be expecting when you go to kindergarten. um, Here's uh, what you're going to be doing throughout the day. um, Here's when I'm going to drop you off. And here's when I'm going to pick you up and helping children know that even though this will be a major change for many children, um, that we're still, um, it's part of their education, that it's part of their, uh, their routine and that the teachers and the childcare providers and all the staff at, at schools are really there to support their success and they're trusting safe people, um, and really helping them feel excited and, and prepared, uh, beforehand, uh, to, to, for that transition.
0: Absolutely. And I know for me anyway, um, being prepared helps ease some of that anxiety, um, some of that, you know, the unknown. So for new parents uh, coming into the Madison Community Education Preschool Program, um, tell me a little bit about what that would be like and what their child would experience.
1: Madison's Community Education Preschool Program is really founded around relationships that's at the heart of the work that we do, um, that we believe deeply that when we uh, develop strong, positive relationships with children and with families, um, all of us can come together to make sure that the child is successful, not only in their preschool experience, but that they also have those skills necessary to be successful in school uh, beyond and in life. So when a parent um, walks into a community education preschool program here in the Madison School District, they would see teachers interacting positively and warmly with young children. Uh, teachers might be sitting on the floor conducting uh, an activity together. They may be walking around and engaging in conversation. They'll be reading books uh, with children. They'll be fostering language and vocabulary, um, creating a safe, secure, positive environment so that children can really benefit from the learning that teachers are offering. Uh, in our program, we're really Um, fortunate to have many qualified early care and education providers um, people who have had years and years and years of experience parents can expect to see teachers who are well qualified who've had lots of experience in child development and understanding how to build those positive relationships and uh They also receive uh, professional development, so they're continuously crafting their, uh, developing their craft and and understanding new research that comes out and then using those skills to support young children and families. Overall, they'd step into a warm, caring, nurturing environment that really uh, is intended to to support children's success uh, and family success in our program and beyond.
0: I think that that support is important now more than ever, you know, that social, emotional development, um, just a, in a warm environment uh, to, to learn in every day. So what types of activities are learning? Um, would a child participate in in a Madison preschool classroom?
1: Sure. So in, in the Madison preschool program, we're really thoughtful about setting up spaces and uh, experiences that really develop the whole child, that children don't just learn language and then transition over and learn about science, or they don't just develop math skills and then say, oh, it's 9 a.m. I've got to stop over and go over and do um, uh, experiences with my physical development, right? We, we know that children develop all those skills holistically, uh, uh, oftentimes in, in some of the same experiences. So when teachers are doing their preparation and planning for the materials or the experiences that they offer uh, to children in the classroom, they're very thoughtful about uh, ensuring that we're looking at the whole child development. Are we thinking about the vocabulary we use when we're offering a science experience uh, with children? Are we also integrating uh, some math concepts as well as physical development? Um, So, um, uh, What a parent would see when they walk into the classroom is uh, multiple centers that are set up to support specific types of learning, but the idea that learning happens across the context, not just within a specific uh, Domain of learning. So, a um, parent would see a block center with plenty of wooden materials to build with. Maybe some recycled items, people blocks, animal blocks, where children could structure and build interesting um, uh, creations together with one another. Uh, they'd see li- a library space where there's a cozy corner. If a child's uh, missing their mom or dad or grandpa or grandma, they could um, take some time uh, in the comfy space with with the teacher and maybe look at a photo of their uh, parent or read a book together. Um, they'll see lots of um, uh, messy materials like paint and sand and water and things that we know that young children uh, learn with and the best uh, children learn best through play. And we know that play with messy materials oftentimes helps develop some really deep uh, and complex thinking skills. Um, They would see teachers interacting with children having conversations, uh, fostering uh, connections between children. Uh, we In our program, we have uh, recently adopted the Sanford Harmony uh, social-emotional curriculum, and the teachers use that as a resource to create spaces where children not only develop as individuals, but they develop as part of a community. They learn what it means to be a good friend. They learn what it means to um, to contribute to the, the well-being of the community. They learn how to handle uh, disagreements or how to negotiate uh, challenges with one another. They learn how to take turns and how to share um uh, appropriately so that social emotional piece is is a really important foundation of of a madison preschool classroom
0: Thank you for mentioning flexible learning spaces. I think that's really important for any child of any age to have access to learning that best suits their needs. And we've talked a lot about resources for families today, but I know that not all of our listeners, you know, maybe have children who are at the preschool age or early childhood age. But I know that they're passionate about maybe working with early in early childhood. Are there any openings in the community education department and um, how could someone get involved in your program?
1: We've been um, really fortunate to, uh, to have long-term uh, educators, people who've been with the program for years and years and years. And I think that's, uh, of course, speaks to the the team and the collaboration that we've built over decades of providing preschool service here in the community. Um, it also speaks to the benefits that we have um, in our in our uh, department. Um, so there are sometimes positions do become available. And of course, we encourage people to keep an eye out at MadisonAZ.org for any upcoming uh, and available positions. Um, but we have a multitude of of, um, positions that work with young children in our department. Um, And I can talk a little bit about what those look like and and what the benefits are. Uh, So as positions open and people are making decisions, um, we would, of course, love and encourage them uh, to come work uh, with us. And we'd love to have uh, new um, early childhood educators join the team and, and be a part of supporting children's learning. In our preschool program, we have several positions that contribute to a strong, vibrant early care and education program. We have early childhood program aides or preschool aides who help contribute to the health and safety of the classroom. Uh, they collaborate closely with the teacher to provide rich and engaging activities uh, throughout the day. We have AM full-time ECPA positions as well as part-time PM AC, uh, ECP aid positions. We also have early childhood program teachers or preschool teachers uh, whose responsibility is the Uh, facilitating learning uh, around the um, classroom environment. Uh, They spend time developing lesson plans to engage the children in the classroom. Uh, They create activities and experiences that are aligned with the Arizona early learning standards, and they document and assess young children's learning to really highlight the growth and development that happens in our classrooms over the course of children's time with us. Some of the benefits uh, for our community education department include paid professional development time, consistent meetings where teachers and aides come together, they do planning together, they collaborate. They look at uh, assessment data and and about what they're learning about children's development in the classroom, and they make decisions about what activities and what lessons uh, to provide based on that data. Um, So we offer that paid professional development and planning time. Um, We also are um, a unique um, uh, department in that we are also closely connected that as we mentioned, relationships are so critical to the work we do with children, but it's also critical to the work we do uh, in uh, with our staff and in our department. Um, so we invest time uh, in getting to know one another. Um, we're a strengths-based department. So uh, what we look at are the uh, uh, unique strengths that each of our teachers bring and that then we create spaces where those teachers can actually support each other um, with their uh, their strengths and feel a sense of connection and commitment and that they're being supported uh, through that strengths-based lens. So there are many benefits that come along um, with, with being uh, here in our early childhood department at the Madison School District.
0: And I've had the pleasure of visiting some of the preschool classrooms and I definitely see that our students are having fun, but our staff are Mm -hmm. having fun as well. And that's, that's so awesome to see. Um, For those listening, if you are interested, you can definitely visit us on our website at madisonaz.org slash jobs and see what's available. So how would a family enroll their child into a preschool program?
1: If a parent's interested in enrolling in our Madison Preschool Program, there's a few ways to get involved uh, and get more information. Give us a call, 602-664-7956. You can also email ceinfo at madisoned.org. You can also visit our website at madisonaz.org to find some additional information on when registration opens, read our handbook and what parents uh, are expected um, uh, to contribute as part of our program, um, and then learn more about uh, registration and um, and what's what might be available uh, in terms of our um, available slots. At the Madison Preschool Program, we accept... Uh, both quality first scholarships, uh, as well as uh, scholarships uh, subsidies from the Arizona Department of Economic Security, and our intent there is to uh, alle- uh, to support families who um, qualify to be able to access quality early care and education um, if cost is a barrier for participating in a in a child care program. Uh, and parents can find additional information about their eligibility um, at uh, madisonaz.org. Uh, parents in other parts of the community in Arizona, if you're interested in learning more about child care that's available near you, uh, you can check out um, the AZ Childcare Resource and Referral Network, azccrr.com, and that provides a space where parents can search their address, and it'll pop up the available child care programs across the state um, that, that are available, and then they could give a call and find out if there's available slots.
0: Well, thank you so much again for being here today, Dr. Boucher. It was truly an honor, and we hope to have you back again soon.
1: It was a pleasure. Thank you.
0: Thank you again for listening to Parenting future Focus Kids. To listen to our latest episodes, visit madisonaz.org slash podcast.